the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. ...or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. What's on your financial mind? Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Took yesterday off and traveled. <laughs> I don't know. Woke up this morning sick. Does it ever pay to travel anymore? I don't know. Stock market got knocked down early yesterday. Buffeted. Ultimately, on concerns about China's weak export data and thinking that Russia is not working to de-escalate things in the Ukraine. Very complacent. We're down on this headline news. We rally into the close. Very thin trading. No big, strong signals being thrown off this morning in the market. There's not a lot of big stories. There's a couple. You know, J.C. Penney's Bill Ackman and Herbalife. But there's not that many great ones. The JCPenney story is something along the lines of they've got a lot of cash and it doesn't look like they're going to run out of money anytime soon. So they should have another quarter of replenishing their cash. So their turnaround seems to be turning pretty well. <clears throat> Keep in mind that's off very low numbers. And will it ever be able to grow? Off low numbers, yes. But the question is, can they grow off healthy numbers? January data for wholesale inventories and jobs opening reports coming out right now. Those are big stories for Wall Street, in large part. You know, we know the first quarter is going to be lumpy. It's pretty much so expected. Um, we know that we're starting to see some signs of froth in the market. Froth being some IPOs that are coming public, like King, getting just an epic takedown in the New York Times today, saying that, you know, here's a game maker that does Candy Crush, and most of their revenues are tied towards it, and they're just going to slow down in it. And there's been other fads in the world, you know, along the lines of like Cabbage Patch Kids and Beanie Babies that Candy Crush shall too go into history as, well, that didn't have any staying power. Wholesale inventories for the month of January rose six tenths of a percent. Wholesale sales fell one point nine percent. So the inventory to sales ratio about one point two zero. When inventories get lean, it's usually a sign of good economic health. Uh, in large part, factories have to send people to produce things and make things, to transport them, to deliver them, stock them, 
ultimately to be consumed. Uh, George Foreman Enterprises, McKay Life Sciences, Reinsurance Technologies, Tire International, Westar Financial, and World Space all temporarily suspended from trading by the SEC because they have not filed reports with the uh, agency. Uh, does it means that you have to be cautious? A Senate bill, uh, you have to be cautious in large part. Let me finish that thought. Uh, if they're not filing paperwork with the SEC, that means we don't really know where their you know, financial statements are. So you're kind of blind. Apple advanced in early trading today. Pacific Crest Securities Analyst Andy Hargreaves raised his rating on the company to outperform, set a $635 price share target on it. Basically, say a bigger iPhone with a more premium price should have demand because Apple users in the U.S. tend to be wealthy or affluent, whatever you want to say, and they tend to not care about that $100 difference. A Senate bill draft to reform the housing financial system and wind down federally controlled mortgage buyers Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac will be released in the coming days. Bipartisan leaders of the Senate Banking Committee made that announcement today. In addition to eliminating Fannie and Freddie, the bill would establish a new agency to provide a financial backstop when mortgage securities go bad, but only after private funds take losses first. So do you want Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac to get government sponsorship and subsidies? Or do you want the private market to put up money for your mortgage? I would assume that the private market is going to ask for more of a return than, say, the public market will. And they'll probably take maybe greater risks, but they'll charge a premium for that. Just an assumption. So fuel cell energy companies are doing really, really well recently. And they did really, really well in the, I want to say, early 2000s, late 90s. And they're kind of story stocks. They don't have a lot of earnings. It's another form of energy. And uh, that's why a lot of people are starting to say, there may be a bit of a bubble here going on. Because when we start going after companies that once were intriguing, it could be a problem. American Eagle Outfitters said that their fiscal fourth quarter profit fell to $10.5 million. Uh, There's something called fast fashion. And a lot of teen retailers don't practice it, and they seem to be getting their lunch eaten by companies like H&M who do practice fast fashion. Fast fashion. <laughs> Say that ten times. <clears throat> so JCPenney's, their stock has been moving recently. So they've been focusing in on the home inside their stores. They're not focusing in on fashion. So that's helped them. Stocks move from $5 to $9.00. Keep in mind, its yearly high is about $18, $19. So it's all about time frame. How long have you held it? How long are you patient with it? So January data for wholesale inventories has come out. The Jolt's job openings should be any second. Let's see if i got any numbers on that. Drop in demand leaves wholesalers overstocked. So I kind of mentioned that. Uh, January Jolt's job opening is 3.9 million versus prior 3.9 million. A little bit lower. So, let's see. How did the market respond to those job openings numbers? See if that's the story that's trading the, the market at this point in time. We've got the NASDAQ down 1, the Dow down 30, the SP 500 down 2. 
Gold sits at 13.50 now. It's 10-year Treasury sits at 2.78%. Market's not really responding. Again, there was some weak news out of Japan and some weak news out of China in the last couple of days, so we're still digesting that. We seem to be near all-time highs, and it almost seems to be like two steps forward, one step back, two steps forward, one step back. It's, it's sideways, but it's near all-time highs, so it's not like we're going sideways, you know, 10% below all-time highs and not finding any value. We've got value. Uh, we've got growth in our, our hands, and we're paying for it, so there's kind of a risk-on trade going on there. So what else do we have to talk about? 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. If you want to talk about we could talk about money, investing, and more. Taking a look at, you know, the stories of the day. There's not a lot going on. You know, one of the stories that I saw out there was Major League Baseball announced that Yahoo is the official fantasy game of Major League Baseball, switching that partnership agreement from... CVS. And again, that doesn't really feel like much, does it? Bank of Japan was in the news this morning. They maintain their current policy course and leaves its economic assessment unchanged. It has a sales tax increase plan for April. Strength today seen in consumer staples and technology, weakness in energy, financials, healthcare, and industrials. A lot of retail stories out there today. Like I said, uh, American Eagle. Dick Sporting Good beat expectations, but they lowered their guidance going forward. Retail, it's tough right now. I don't think uh, you're seeing a lot of mall retail. And again, there's pockets like footwear that's doing great. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. You can find me on Facebook. Fan page, cron rob Black. You can find me on Twitter, Rob Black Show. YouTube, Rob Black Show. Or from Bloomberg World Headquarters, Simon. Black Online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Investing, it takes a game plan, it takes a strategy. I don't think that should be news to you. Be patient with it. Don't rush into it. I see a lot of young people do it themselves first, get into a lot of trouble because they're trying to hit a home run before they learn how to run first base. So it's hard to save a lot of money these days, I know. So I have to build it into people's psychology that you do it from the gate, you know, day one. Today we see the S&P 500. Um, you know, it's relatively close to its all-time highs, sitting at 1877, down fractions. The Dow Jones Industrial Average down one, sitting at 16,416. The Dow, the NASDAQ up five, sitting at 4340. Joining me now, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. He's a mortgage lender. He's my friend. He's the guy who does my loans. He's a good guy to use because he'll run scenarios for you, and he'll walk you through the process. Um, getting a lower rate. We dream about that. I mean, we all want the lowest rate. We all want to wait for the lowest rate. We all want to time it perfectly. We all want to know what's going to happen next week. How do you go about getting the lowest rate? What's your thoughts here? Right. So at any point in time, there's going to be an average rate that's out there. There's never any kind of going rate. It's what they call an average rate. And it always comes along with some sort of point or a percentage of a point. 
Um, so the, the best technique, and it's become more apparent in this type of industry, the, the way that mortgages are what they call qualified or risk-layered, is your credit. The first thing that you'd want to do is fix your credit. Higher credit scores will give you the best uh, opportunity to get the lowest rate. The difference between a 640 score and a 740 score on a traditional type of 30-year fixed, about one percentage point. On a $400,000 loan, that's about $2,400 a year you're going to spend more just because your credit score was lower. So how do you go about – I think you can manage things on your credit score. I think you can, try, you can manage some things on your credit score to help you get that lower rate, but you can't manage the rate. Right, so that, that's plays into psychology. Right, that's another part of getting the lower rate is are, do you pay points? Uh, a lot of people are floating around these terms like no-cost loans. A no-cost loan does not necessarily mean a no-cost loan because you're paying a higher rate to get lower cost. But yeah. if you keep that loan – beyond that period of time that would have paid you back that $3,500 or so over five years, but you keep the house 10 years, you wasted money. You wasted $3,500 in that extra five years. So you always have to look at the, the amount of time you plan on staying in the house, property. You have to look at the cost to, have the, to pay a point and see how long it takes to pay that back. I've paid points on at least seven or eight mortgages, and I've been happy on all of them but one. And and the reason I wasn't happy was I hope I, that's not the one I did for you, right? <laughs> well, it kind of is. Um, rate, rates fell a lot. They fell from six percent down to four percent, down to three percent. Right. So when you bought points on a six percent loan down to five and a half percent, and then you're, two years later you're at three percent, three and a half percent. Like I didn't need that, to. That, yeah. Right. So that's something that a lot of people. Have I got to be unlucky, careful. but I got lucky at the same time because rates fell aggressively. Right, so you made up a little bit of the points that you paid. That is something that a lot of people were getting into, and there's something called benefit to borrower rules. When people do refinance and they're trying to get lower rates every time, there has to be enough benefit to the borrower. You're, you're, you have to have your closing costs paid back in a certain period of time, usually 36, 48 months. Your uh, payment has to drop a certain percentage, usually 5 or 6%, uh, in order for even Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac to even allow you to do the loan. So. Be very careful. Although there are some tax benefits, if you do pay a point and you do refinance a year later, you get to write it off all at once as opposed to over that you know, 20 year or so period. So um, buying points is one of the options. Um, locking for shorter terms. What does that mean? What? Locking for shorter terms. Locking for a shorter term. So a 15 day lock, yeah. like say you're doing a refinance, you start the process and That's you lock brutal. it. That's a damnation game. Right, so you lock a rate, you hope the deal gets done. You hope it gets done in 15 days, but or most people are just floating and then locking it once they get to the point where they can order, you know, sign their documents and then you, you maybe do a 10-day lock or something like that. But what what happens here is you risk the rates going up. My philosophy on locking a rate is lock when you're comfortable, and locking doesn't it doesn't it's a, it's a protection from rates going up, not going down. And there are some float down rules, but they have to float down. The rates have to drop significantly in order to take advantage of that. So that's another way to do that. Uh, using different products, we just talked about the 15 year. It's um, yeah. and how the 15 year can make a uh, you know it's almost a three uh, three quarter spread between the 30 year and the 15 year. Um, that's one product. But the five year, let's say you know you're going to stay in the let's property. Let's talk about 15 real quick because sure. we've got about a minute. My mom's now 78 and she has a 30 year mortgage. If I want it to, her next mortgage is a 15 here because she ain't going to make it to 93. That's just like there's some – or me. I'm not going to retire in California. I don't need another 30-year mortgage. Like maybe I will retire in California. I'm just saying mm-hmm. start applying scenarios to what sort of mortgage you need, right? Absolutely. Now back to you. Well, another product that you can – another technique is to use like a shorter-term arm. 
like a five-year arm, if you know you're going to stay to pro- uh, property for, let's say, five years, a five-year arm can be almost one point lower than a t- traditional 30-year fix with the same kind of equity and credit score. So, uh, and why give away that, that extra percentage point every month? It's another way to get a lower interest rate. Yeah. Talk to Tony. Oh, that should be the, your next radio show. You do a radio show in the Bay Area on KDOW on 1220. Tuesday night? Tuesday night, 6, six, six to seven. 7. People can find it at kdow.biz. If you want to stream it, it's kdow.biz. With that said, talk to Tony. He does mortgage loans. Uh, his show is The Real Estate Report. I'm Rob Black. This is Rob Black and Your Money on the Wall Street Business Network. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Chiquita um, Brands is offered to acquire a competitor, Fifey's, for about a billion dollars, creating the single largest company in the industry. But with so much market already in the hands of just a couple players, will this merger acquisition fly in face of regulators? It's a good question. Grocers are reluctant to pass along price increases. So wholesale banana prices increased 6.5% in 2012. It's the most consumed fruit in the world, probably because it's price and ease of carrying around. So if a deadly banana plague, you know, hits Asian parts of Australia, Latin America, the Caribbean, you know, which produce roughly three-fourths of the world's bananas, prices could jump if it's just in the hand of one or two players. I know you're saying banana prices... Never thought I'd see that be in the conversation. So our fruit salad as a nation has changed. Our desire to use uh, avocados down because of the expense. Uh, oranges down. Grapes lower. But increasing bananas. Bananas. I know you're saying, wow. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Our banana is your favorite fruit. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about that, but you get the idea. Titanfall is coming out today for the Xbox One. Um, you know, pretty big, violent video game. It's out 60 bucks today. Um, the game went on sale at midnight. Scores of players, you know, jumped in, getting some uh, comfy gaming action going. Maybe see a little bit less action day from workers on productivity. This is Rob Black, your money. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at robblack.com, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Talking money, investing more. Let's bring in, as we always do at this time, Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst, Briefing.com. How are you, Mr. O'Hare? Hi, Rob. I'm doing fine. Good to be back with you. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for always being professional and coming on. Um, sure. S&P 500, close to all-time highs. What are your 
first reactions to that thought? You know, I kid you not, I just two seconds ago thinking of how this interview might go, and I thought that question might come up, and I just wrote down, uh, you have the SPF funder at an all-time high, and yet it feels strangely uncomfortable. I don't know. Um, there's, you know, an argument to be made that the, the market overall is not, you know, stretched uh, to points like we saw certainly in the dot-com bubble days. But nonetheless, you're starting to see some of the speculative froth hit in certain pockets of the market that do that does suggest that there is some uh, a pickup in increased speculation, I think, that's taking advantage of simply the, the momentum the momentum-induced trade uh, courtesy of you know the Fed's monetary policy, uh, we've seen that in the marijuana stocks. We've seen that in the fuel cell stocks this week. Um, you've seen it in the biotech space, and uh, certainly some of the social media companies. And then, and then you just look at uh, the level of the increasing use of margin debt to capitalize on future expected gains. And that's you know some building evidence anyway that suggests to us there is some froth here, and and the market is is frankly seeming disregarding anything outside of itself, you know, and I'm speaking specifically to the situation in Ukraine, uh, as well as some signs of trouble in China. Um, and there's just no regard for anything, uh, it seems, and there won't be, it seems, until it actually hits the market flat in the face. So that's the expectation? I'm not asking you for a prediction, but do you think at some point we correct and it's going to be pretty hardcore because... We seem to be ignoring things that are signs at this point. Well, what, what we're saying is that the the setup is there for there to be a severe setback in the event something bad and unexpected happens, because you do have you know margin debt uh, at a record high, and really as a percentage of nominal GDP, it's at its second highest point in history. The only other highest point, uh, the, the high point, was at the peak in 2000. Um, so. Uh, we're not predicting it. What we're trying to do is is point out for our readers essentially that the 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 risk is building here for a more material setback, and that they should be conscientious about that risk and not be so complacent as the broader market seems to be when thinking about you know their investment portfolio and whether or not to commit new capital at this juncture. So um, you know. Our thinking has essentially been that you know you you maintain your core positions, but in those stocks that have had some really tremendous gains, you know, behoove you to take some money off the table probably. So uh, and you can't be hurt by that, and maybe just sit back and watch for a bit because, you know, I think the geopolitical factor is going to uh, ratchet up here in the next week or so when we get that referendum in Crimea. And uh, it's going to be an inflection point because all signs point to uh, uh, to that being voted in favor of the uh, Russian annexation. And then the U.S. is going to have a real diplomatic pickle on its hand in terms of what the next step is and then uh, what happens from there in terms of any type of uh, response from Russia. The White House agenda for the last or the next three years, is that playing into your commentary at this point or not so much? You know, not not so much. I mean, you know, politics uh, again. Strangely, if you, I guess if you can look at it, this seems to have been just set off to the side right now. I think that uh, market participants, anyway, are cognizant that with the midterm election coming up, that the legislative year has basically already come to an end. Right? They've managed to get a budget uh, agreed to. They've managed to, you know. Uh, 
push off the whole debt ceiling matter, and and that's good enough in terms of you know from Congress's perspective to keep things going, uh, but to you know get some real you know legislative policy changes in effect like you know overhauling the tax code or immigration reform or things of that nature, uh, we just don't see any of that really materializing in front of those midterm elections. And so um, and so I don't think that the market is paying close attention anyway to what's happening politically right now and certainly uh, prognostications of what might happen three years from now. It's interesting to continue to look at the future. You spoke a little bit of a maybe a correction coming. If you were 30, would you care at all about a coming correction? Uh, right. Well, you know, again, it almost everyone's different, right? And so, right. but if you take just a you know thirty year old who uh, theoretically has thirty five years to to retirement, uh, maybe forty years, uh, then I'd say no. You know, um, it's I mean, history has demonstrated that there will be you know some big setbacks in the market, uh, and that your willingness and ability to uh, maintain the discipline of a buy and hold strategy will work out in the end or should work out in the end for you certainly and 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 that's a long time ahead but if you're a 30 year old and you're sitting there uh you know thinking uh i got to put some money to work to take advantage of this you know run up i'm seeing in twitter you know stocks like that uh then we'd be more more guarded certainly and would advise against you know rushing in to do something like that but if you're just talking a a really long-term commitment then um you just can't time the market uh you can't time it well and and uh and it pays to essentially invest in those companies that have been around and have the ability to succeed in any type of economic cycle and to bounce back from some of those uh, setbacks that might uh, occur in the midst of a change in the business cycle, but ultimately have the financial wherewithal to keep paying dividends and uh, and growing their earnings. Thinking with Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst, Briefing.com. Do you make anything of the authors like a Harry Dent who say market could rally for now, but it's going to 6,000 sooner than later? Right. You know, I, I, maybe they'll be right someday, I guess. Um, you know, the thing about uh, those really uh, big claims like that, right, is that, um, uh, you know, Harry Dent was you know, made a good name for himself in terms of the demographic argument, and it certainly seemed to resonate during the financial crisis when we saw that huge setback. And um, but there's been a big opportunity cost, you know, uh, if you've you know stuck to that same mentality over the last five years here. You know, you've got the market up what 170 percent or so, and if you keep waiting for that next shoe to drop, you made a you made a, you lost. A huge opportunity, right? So that's that's kind of the whole idea about the the buy and hold is what we're talking about is that you just you just never know. I mean, it it certainly uh, is a scary sounding idea. Um, they can certainly frame the argument in a way that makes a lot of sense uh, and spooks you from you know being involved in the equity market. I don't know if he's going to be right. He might be, and obviously that's not going to be a good thing. But, uh, but certainly uh, from a fundamental viewpoint here, where you've got interest rates as low as they are, inflation as low as it is, and valuation that's not, you know, really stretched to an abnormal extreme historically speaking, there is a basis to 
you know, to remain with invested in the stock market here and not to just give in to some of those, you know, outlandish claims that, uh, you know, we're going to fall apart here. Yeah, it seems pretty sensational as far as claims go. And I, just, I think I've learned that capitalism works and you almost have to give it some time. And even though there are these big trends that happen, uh, I don't know if I buy into the, the fear argument ever or the greed argument ever, but I digress. Mr. O'Hare, what are you working on that should be brought to our attention maybe a little early than you actually publish it? Yeah, well, I kind of maybe gave myself away. I'm actually going to be working on a, a market view update uh, that we uh, post to briefing.com on a quarterly basis. I'll be publishing that this uh, this Friday. And, um, and essentially, while, you know, I've noted that it's, you have this kind of uncomfortable feeling here and that you might be a little bit overbought in the near term. Again, if you take a step back and simply look at some of these fundamental factors that, you know, drive equities in terms of you still have earnings growth, you still have low interest rates, you still have low inflation rates, the process to getting there may not be so pretty this year. We think there's going to be increased volatility, obviously, with what the Fed is doing, some of the geopolitical factors. But in the end, we're still sticking with what we called a, a practically positive outlook for 2014 that we shared at the end of 2013 that calls for a return of about 6 to 7% total return in the S&P 500 this year. Um, it's all subject to change uh, as the year unfolds, but right now we think that uh, the market or that that return is still achievable. Thanks very much. It's Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst, Briefing.com, talking about where we are in the markets and expectations for the year. 6-7% after a year up 30% would seem reasonable. Of course, we all want another up 30%. So uh, the market does have to give back at times to make it healthy. Uh, if it were hitting 52-week highs all the time, it wouldn't have any support underneath it, it would just be, you know, like a skyscraper. And, uh, you know, without the support beams in place, you need those support beams. Every time you make a move higher, you need to kind of digest them. Uh, or it will come back. So, um, Facebook stock is doing very, very well. Uh, $72 stock at this point in time. Analysts were kind of racing to catch up to it. Um, stock advancing more rapidly than people anticipated. So several ideas, you know, dating back to last year, with the two years ago with the IPO. So they just ripped by expectations. She calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. You can find me online at robblack.com. Twitter, Rob Black Show. YouTube, Rob Black Show. One of the reasons I like shares of Nike. I never felt so strong and that feeling like there's nothing I can't try. And if you really put your hands high, put your hands high. You haven't lost a life before. This one is for you, me, put your hands high. The dreams are filled to rock with the best. I'll be on the song. I hear the tears of a clown. Uh, I hate that song. I always feel like they're talking to me when it comes on. Another day, another dawn. Just now, another kid dropped out of school. There's one every 20 seconds, over 200 kids an hour. That adds up to nearly 5,000 kids every school day. 
If we do nothing, 3.5 million kids won't receive a diploma over the next four years. But there is someone who can change that. And that someone is you. United Way knows that kids who have a caring adult in their life are more likely to make it. So make a pledge. Tutor a child who needs help. Mentor a kid who needs someone on their side. Volunteer to read to children. Because the path to success or failure starts long before graduation day. And the difference between a graduate and a dropout could be you. Take the pledge to volunteer now at unitedway.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Come. The Bay Area's business leader. A division of Salem Communications. On the NASDAQ at SALM. Good morning. I'm Chuck Kamlick, CNBC Radio. The Dow is down one. The NASDAQ is up five. Wall Street's worried about the economy, that it might not be as strong as hoped, weather issues aside. Small business owner optimism fell last month for that very reason. General Motors stock down more than 1%. Congress now investigating why GM and the government failed to act on consumer complaints about stalling cars for 10 years. 13 fatalities have been tied to those stallouts. J.C. Penney, 9% higher. Citigroup analysts believe Penney's turnaround's working and that the company is worth investing in. American Eagle Outfitters is down 6%. Insult to injury after profits plunged 89%. More teens prefer the styles and prices at Forever 21. And Darden Restaurant has filed the paperwork to spin off its Red Lobster business. Darden could also sell Red Lobster and has reportedly been talking to at least one or maybe two potential buyers for that business. Chuck Kamlick, CNBC Radio. AM 1220 KDOW traffic. A little bit of better news in Fremont in this Bay Area update brought to you by Carmen. All lanes open. Everything moved off to the shoulder. Shut down 680 before Audemars Parkway. This accident was out there for an hour and a half. And traffic is backed up. Solid backup out to Stone Ridge. In that backup at Washington and at Castlewood. A couple of accidents off to the shoulder. In Palo Alto, southbound 101 at University Avenue. A two-car crash. That's got the left lane blocked. Traffic there backed up from Willow. Northbound 101 at the Waldo Tunnel. Vehicle lost control hit the center divide up the embankment there. And traffic is just slow approaching the scene. Northbound 101 at Castania and Petaluma. Overturned car on its roof off to the side. Northbound 17 before 280 in San Jose. Stalled car in the left lane. Hey, traffic, don't hate. Drive happy. Get a Garmin Newbie with subscription-free HD digital traffic. And avoid traffic and construction delays with updates delivered as often as every 30 seconds seconds. Drive with Garmin, the most trusted name in GPS. For more traffic information, log on to SingAlert.com. I'm John Wu with your Bay Area Traffic. Now, family law is family life. Here's attorney Travis Kripelka. I talked last week about the value, economically and emotionally, of letting go, selling the house, moving on. Some people can't or won't. And there have been more than a few situations where both sides refused to be the one to move out of the house, despite pressures from the other to do so. In California, there is no law except under uh, the domestic violence statutes that allows a court to order someone to move out of their own home. I've seen judges go ahead and do it anyway from time to time, but on the whole, they won't and they shouldn't. You'll read cases in the news, and I've actually personally had more than one case like this, where neither side will move out and it becomes uh, the upstairs-downstairs situation. People will install interior locks, seal off doorways, and erect walls that didn't previously exist, essentially convert their home into a duplex. They'll assign you know, kitchen and bathroom times and privileges, all kinds of stuff. 
On very rare occasions, this sort of thing is actually necessary and can be done as a peaceable, temporary solution to a bigger problem, but usually it's good old, plain old-fashioned stubbornness and spite. And all you married people out there know exactly the type of button-pushing stubbornness and spite I'm talking about. It's the special province of the married. My recommendation, stay away from being weird divorce news or you won't believe what this couple did with their house or here's the ten craziest divorce stories type of fodder that you can see coming through the Internet all the time. Instead, be good to each other. Email me your stories, comments, thoughts, questions to asktravis at hooverkropelka.com. Give me a call, 408-947-7600. If you need an attorney, go to hooverkropelka.com or call Travis Kropelka at 408-947-7600 for a free consultation. That's 408-947-7600. Information and discussions are for informational purposes only and should not be construed as legal advice or as a substitute for an attorney. Sponsored by Hoover Kropelka, LLP. Hi, this is Curtis Stone. Now, I've cooked a lot of food in my day. Steaks, salads, pasta, seafood, chicken, soup, sandwiches... I mean, you name it, and I've prepared it thousands of times. But even I can't cook enough to feed all of the 17 million kids in America struggling with hunger. That's one out of every five children. Now, luckily, there's more than enough healthy, nutritious food produced right here in America to feed every last one of those hungry kids. The only problem is getting it to them. That's where the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks comes in. They gather up surplus food to give hope to hungry kids and their families all across the country. We call them food angels, and you can be a food angel too. Come on, earn your wins by supporting Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. Together we can solve hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. A message from Feeding America. Every 20 seconds, another kid drops out of school. If we do nothing... 3.5 million kids won't receive a diploma over the next four years. United Way knows that kids who have a caring adult in their life are more likely to make it. And the difference between a dropout and a graduate could be you. Take the pledge to volunteer now at unitedway.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. AM 1220 KDOW. Bosch is the quietest dishwasher brand in the U.S. and now features a third rack that gives you 30% more capacity compared to Bosch two-rack models. See yours at Lowe's today or visit Lowe's.com slash Bosch. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516 1220. So call in, we'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, 
Here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing in more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Oh, how about this for one of those headlines out there? You know how Pimco's kind of been in trouble recently? That They're kind of a bond guru. Pimco is a confident, made their name on bond trading. Now, Gross, Bill Gross and Muhammad El Arian have kind of been in a war of words since he, El Arian, the CEO, co-CIO at the time, abruptly resigned from PIMCO in January. Gross referred to himself as the Secretariat, the legendary undefeated racehorse. The article in the Wall Street Journal that kind of like followed the whole tiff said that Gross doesn't let his traders make eye contact with him or speak to him in the morning, which is awesome. A PIMCO trustee told the LA Times that, you know, Bill Gross is overpaid. I mean, this is one of those arguments that, yeah, I guess you can talk about this out loud, right? $200 million in salary. When you compare that to baseball players and football players, you're like, whoa, that's grotesque. But they deserve it. So the trustees went on to say you could hire 2,000 school teachers for that money. I don't know what bill should be paid, but $200 million is not appropriate. Uh, former financial executive who's been in PIMCO. Trustee for about 23 years. So, very unflattering what's happening to him right now. If someone were willing to pay me $200 million, I got to think I'd take it. That's telling your employees not to look at you. That's a bit weird. Not letting your employees talk to you in the morning. That, that's definitely a bit weird, for sure. So, um, saving money... I know for most people it's really tough to do right now, but there's also on the other side of that there's like addictions that it's people become addicted to saving it. This weekend I was reading some news on one woman who's got a student debt that's going to be paid off after nine years, and she's like, I don't know what life's going to look at. Like, you know, I know how to budget, I know how to you know set aside extra money, I know how to like pay it off, and now I'm not going to have this debt. It's interesting that people could actually have a problem with being debt-free. Surveys of most people show a shockingly low preparation for future financial needs. A lot of people haven't saved enough for a down payment on their home. A lot of people haven't saved anything for retirement. So one of the things about when you have debt you have to learn to do is you need to learn to service it while you are doing, you know, servicing and paying into a a bucket, per se, of future home purchases or a bucket of retirement that you don't touch. So it's weird to think that, you know, some people are single out there and having no debt is something that's foreign to them and that they're uncomfortable with it. If you think that's a problem, wait till you get married. So that's when you start carrying other people's debts I know a woman last year who paid off her fiancé's student debt, and he turned around and racked up another $30,000 in debt. So he was a, um, how shall, I'm not going to say abuser of the system. He, he, he was not a saver. He was uh, spending on credit 
and uh, that will always catch up to you. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Chobani Yogurt is, will they or won't they come public? I don't know. It's not. That's an IPA that doesn't scream up to me that I have to have it. Greek Yogurt, you know, the sponsor Team USA at the Olympics, they won't be putting out an initial public offering anytime soon. Again, you can go out and buy a Candy Crush. King's going to be coming public. Uh, so Greek yogurt, it's a hit amongst consumers. It's the top-selling yogurt brand now, Chobani. The company has a billion dollars in revenues and 18.9% of the yogurt market. Again, just that doesn't feel like me. I, I get it, though, for sure. Um Another story that always surprises me when I hear this. A body found in an Airbus A340 wheel. So, uh, the wheel well of a South African Airways wide-body jet. Um, who would climb into a wheel well? Like, just that whole concept freaks me out to even think about. So, uh, but I guess obviously some people really need to Get out and escape, and maybe that's their way of doing it. 800-516-1220. Job openings rose in the month of January, despite cold and stormy weather. Hiring slowed slightly. The number of jobs openings rose 1.5%, 3.9 million. Hiring dips slightly. Openings generally have returned to pre-sessionary levels. The number of available jobs and hiring held up pretty well in January, despite the you know, slowdown in job growth. Uh, the cold weather is going to be a big story for the first quarter of the year. I don't think it goes away as far as uh, we're going to have a hit to GDP numbers. And does it come back in the second quarter when the cold weather is not quite as cold? Uh, I think that will be a little bit of a, not a sad thing about the year. But I th- certainly think we're setting up to have a, a weaker year than expected. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money invested in more. Um, life Vantage? No. There's a story out there about Herbalife today that I, I don't even want to get into. Um, it's tied towards Bill Ackman trying to show you some inside dirt on the company. It just seems like I don't know. He seems to have a thing for it at this point in time. Um, There was a guest on, Conan O'Brien, who tried to explain Bitcoin. I'm not a big fan of Bitcoin at this point in time. I think it's too early. I think it's very speculative. Um, I'd be very cautious with that. So, and again, it's starting to come into the, you know, lexicon of comedians and as that happens, it's telling you that you know, there's a little bit of risk here. So, as there's some sort of fascination with it. Um, Virgin America IPO is coming. So, this is an interesting one. I think if you've ever flown Virgin America, you're thrilled about it. So, although I do know one person who's had a bad experience, Virgin Airlines is managed through small but smart moves to make flying enjoyable. It works for you rather than against you. There's less of a sense that you're wasting your time flying Virgin than there is on the other North American carriers. Virgin does everything right, you know, within reason. So, 
Um, I don't know. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. So when Virgin comes public, you'll probably want to compare them to like a JetBlue or a Southwest Airlines. There's not been a lot of money made in airlines, either on a historical level or on a recent level. They've gotten better about making money by charging you fees for your bags, but they haven't really gotten... To, they almost seem hooked on the fees, right? To get calls of the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. For this is Rob Black, your money. I'm Rob Black. lower credit scores, and lower down payment. It's not always the best tool to get into real estate, especially if the market's going to be flat or you... Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.